This is an SJC Radio production. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. <laughs> Uh, welcome to um, episode, must be episode three of series three of uh, Pit Stop. Um, you look a bit confused there, Joe. It, it <laughs> yeah. is, it is series it's, it's definitely three. three. It's, it's yeah. definitely three. So we obviously got Joe and Ed. Um, I'm pretty sure Max, uh, we've just had the bank holiday, you see, so Max might be thinking it's Monday. He might be a bit confused. Hopefully Max will, will pitch up. Did I hear him just then? Uh, You'll hear it before you see it. Yes, <laughs> we will we'll crack on. I'm going to start off with what I've titled Matters Arising. So things we mentioned last week or, or things we didn't mention last week. Well, we did mention Formula E. Now, the day after we recorded that episode, I was reading The Spectator, which is a very well-respected political magazine, and there was an article about Formula E. I thought, this is interesting. So I read the article, and the gist of it was, it, was, it basically was criticising electric cars. And it was pointing to uh, the race at um, Rome. No, 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 the race in Valencia. Uh, in fact, it was race one. The race that I switched off after the first lap. Uh, I should have kept on watching because it was actually the ending was quite entertaining because pretty much all the cars ran out of energy. Yes. And in this article, it said that Jean-Éric Vannes' average speed on his last lap was 20 miles an hour. I also read, I like reading the comments section, comments made by members of the public um, at the bottom of the article. And one of them was saying, you know, we talked about how these street circuits are unbelievably narrow. One of the people was saying that they're so narrow to give the impression of speed. That actually makes perfect sense now. Because I always said, why are those street circuits so narrow? It's to give the impression of speed. Because formally, they're not actually that quick. So if you make the, the circuits much narrower, they appear to be makes quicker. Sense. And also, uh, my brother explained why, because I, I said to my brother, why on earth at Valencia did they have that? Why did they put a chicane on the start finish straight where, where there isn't one? And he said it's all to do with uh, energy harvesting. Yeah. yeah when so, so when they break, they, so I understand now why they've got, why they put that chicane So it's in. not really for racing, is it, or for overtaking? It's for gaining no, energy. it's for gaining energy. Which is not where you want to be in a motorsport, yeah. is it? No. You want, you want to see overtaking. That could be an issue why they potentially don't race at like other circuits yes. Yes. that we're more familiar with, because yes. they, just, they just wouldn't work. Yeah, so at the sort of longer, sorry, at the more sort of flowing circuits, which don't have those tight corners, they, they will be You can't gain any energy. You can't gain any energy. And also, don't forget on those bigger circuits, they will look slow because they're not sort of penned in by... 
sort of sides of the street circuit. So I thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, and, uh, and funny enough, on um, YouTube, there are quite a few uh, people on YouTube commenting, commenting, commenting on that, that first Formula E race. Uh, Sky News Australia um, did a funny thing about it. Um, because it, it was funny, wasn't it? Seeing all these cars crawling around at 20 miles an hour was actually quite amusing. Um, right, we're going to move on to race reports. We know it was a very busy weekend. Can I, Joe, can you give me just a very brief, for those of you who didn't see the Grand Prix, can you give a very brief summary of what happened? Very yes, brief. so uh, Hamilton, uh, Bottas was on pole. Yep. Uh, it's a front row lockout for Mercedes and uh, Hamilton P2, Verstappen P3 and Sergio Perez P4. So it was sort of the same old, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, the, the race there, there wasn't very exciting. Yeah. The DRS zone wasn't as powerful as uh, last year, but still, I think too many overtakes were just done to DRS. The, the DRS straight was too long. I, I watched, when I saw the result, because I was obviously watching MotoGP all afternoon, when I saw the result, I thought Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, I thought, oh. It didn't make me want to watch the highlights. I did watch the highlights on YouTube. And, and like you've just said, I thought, hold on. All all these the overtakes, you know, they're coming from miles back on the straight, using DRS, sailing by. And then they weren't even side by side in the braking no. zone. This isn't what I good. did quite like yeah. is the new introduction for the new DRS zone, which Ooh. is much shorter and it goes into the hairpin. Oh, they have been on some, the back straight. Yeah. Mm. And I saw some overtakes there. I can't really remember seeing them there last used, year, which I liked. Are, we, are, you, hmm, are you saying there wasn't a DRS zone then last year? No, there wasn't. There is. There, it was a new addition. Oh, and there was, yeah, and there were okay. new DRS zones, and I like that. I really did like that. So you're saying that's a DRS zone where they were Which side, by good. Side, side by side, side by side, side by side into a hairpin. Uh, you know, but but the, the first DRS zone, it was it was overpowering. Uh, yeah. For me, there's a number of changes that Formula One needs to make. Um, certainly, I'll tell you what, they don't need to change. They don't need to change qualifying. Now, here we go. Yes. I sent you some homework last week, which was to listen to Midweek Motorsports discussion about the new uh, Formula One uh, qualifying um, format. You, you listened to that, Ed? Yeah, I've listened. Did you listen to it? A little bit, yeah. What was the gist? What, what argument did you, did <laughs> well, you I like it. You didn't Nick, like Yeah, he didn't like it. Nick Darren was basically saying that there's no point in taking any risks yeah. in the sprint race. Yeah. Because it's it's good how it is now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in, as you just said, um, nobody take any risks because the gain is going to be minimal. It might be based on the grid. The potential loss could be a crash and it could be you, you at the back of the grid. So we're going to have a half hour Formula One race where nothing happens. I'm going to make a prediction here. My prediction is this: they will ditch it at the end of the season. Good. I'm, no, I, that's just me predicting. I, know. I think it's going to be really dull. I want to predict that as well to try and manifest it into happening. Yeah. I'm because, going to predict. Uh, yeah, they'll like ditch it. it. It just won't work. Now, that was going slightly... I did actually write that down in our agenda. Um, do, you that, do, do you want to do the five-star ratings? Yeah, let me just have a quick think. So I think we're going on to that, actually. So we talked about... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I was talking about the Formula One um, uh, qualifying race. Qualifying doesn't need changing. No. I, I'm, look, I'm sure I've said this before. How do you improve Formula One? Ditch DRS, number one. Just, just get rid of it. Now, IndyCar got a good format where they've got, a, I don't know how long, it might be 30 seconds worth of, of, of boost. It's called push to pass. So you can use that anywhere on the circuit, anytime you like, but you've got a set amount of, maybe it's 30 seconds or 20 seconds. Once that 20 seconds is gone, you can't, it, it's used at the end of the race. Oh, well, no, you, you've got a certain amount of extra boost that you can use. It's up to you when you use it. So you might use it if somebody's trying to overtake you. You might press your push to pass, so you might not overtake you. So a lot of drivers, 
people like Scott Dixon, the really clever ones, they, they save or they're pushed to pass for the end of the race when everybody else is losing theirs up. I think Formula One ought to have a similar sort of um, format because DRS is there every single lap. Well, you've got the um, ERS deployment which you can use, but then that's re like regained. So that's, again, it's every lap, isn't it? Yeah, um, by breaking and lifting. Um, going back to Midway Motorsport, Heintoff made the very good point. Uh, he's saying that, similar to what we were saying last week, is that the people who own Formula One clearly don't have confidence in their product. If you're trying to fiddle with qualifying, which... And, uh, which works. Which works. And they, they all... I, I, like, I like the phrase, they, they, they kept on repeating. The sprint race qualifying is a solution looking for a problem. Because mm, there yes. ain't a problem with there qualifying. Actually, I'll tell you what, I would tweak qualifying. You know what I would do? I would make it the same as almost the same as MotoGP. I wouldn't have qualifying two. I'd have qualifying one, and then I have qualifying two, and that would be it. I don't see the point in qualifying two if you've got a qualifying three. Oh, but no, I don't know. I, I don't see the point. I don't see the point. I just think do it how it is. I think okay. I think it's fine. You're it's saying it keep it. Okay, we've gone completely. Yeah, it's not broken at all. Yeah, it is. I, I don't think there's any flaws with the current qualifying format. I mean, what I tend to do, I tend to watch qualifying one, and then I don't tend to watch the rest of it because qualifying one it, it's important because. Uh, you've but got to get that. Two can be quite interesting, so try to see because because if you get in, that's what um, that's what tire you've got to use. Okay. So you could see, I don't know, uh, McLaren trying to get in on the mediums, and then you've got to do another run on the softs, and maybe it's not quite quick enough, for example. So, I, I, as you know, I tend when you, when you start mentioning medium tires. softs, I tend to switch off. Yes, it, it is good. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sure it, it is. is a big part. For I'm sure months. it is. Right. Okay. So we we need to talk about. Uh, okay. I've been down here, highlight of the race. I mean, what did you have, person or not? Or was it just so dull there were no uh, highlights? Yeah, I, it's not really one highlight, I yeah. guess. It's Checo Perez on yeah. a set of medium tyres, I think went on 48 laps or something right. incredible like that. Yeah. So you're, so you're saying that actually his performance, he came fourth, didn't he? Yeah. That was your highlight. Ed, do you have any, well, any highlights? Nothing really happened. Um, there were a few quite nice overtakes. I think Lando made a nice move and lock on first yeah. lap. There we go. And um, if it was first lap, that means it wasn't DRS assisted. But it was yeah. into that hairpin. Right, good. I love. I really like seeing non-DRS overtakes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think, Ed, well done. I think you've chosen a really good highlight there. We had a non-DRS overtake. But other than that, there's not much to talk no. about. Well, okay, in which case, I'm going to move on to star ratings. Out of five, so five being like the, 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 the best possible race you could ever have. Um, Joe, your five star rating. Well, your, your star I'm rating. I'm quite harsh. Okay. I, gave, I gave Bahrain a four. And that's, that, that's, that's pretty that's good. That was high, wasn't it? Yeah. So, what do you give this um, one? Portimao, one. One. Can one. you explain why you're giving it one? Even Ed, even Ed's surprised by that. It's I don't know. It just wasn't very exciting. I, I found myself looking at my phone halfway through the race. It was really? Just, it was, yeah, I don't know. It was. That, that's, that's quite I a good quite indicator of, of a dull race. If you, if you start looking at your phone. Then it must be. You know, I got some messages in. And I started to reply to them without thinking there's an F1 race going on. It just wasn't. It wasn't. It was enjoyable. All F1 races yeah. are enjoyable, yeah. but it just wasn't yeah. the, the excitement there. Yeah. And also, most teams pushed it to a one stop, so there was no tire excitement or anything. See, to me, so, that make it better a one stop race. But you like the tactics with the tires. Yeah, we like. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. It just it just wasn't a great race. Okay, one star. One star. Ed, your yeah, star rating. Again, like... I'm not gonna go. Not gonna give it anything high. I'll go with two stars. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing possibly quite good was the amount of overtakes. Uh, I think Alonso had good 
through second or third sitting. Um, and Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, uh, Daniel coming Ricardo. from P sixteen on the grid. Where did he finish? Uh, P nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Nothing special, nothing no. like uh, previous two races. I, I, I was surprised when, good. I, when I watched those YouTube highlights. I thought, oh, is that it? The, 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 yeah. <laughs> if those it's were the well, yeah, I thought yes. oh, that, I'm glad I, glad I didn't watch it. Now, the reason why I didn't watch it, of course, because I was glued to MotoGP. <laughs> what we're going to do? Going to play you uh, my prediction for the MotoGP. So let's hear what my prediction was. <laughs> <laughs> the odds of Jack Miller winning, I would say, are probably at least 50 to 1. Because don't forget... That's worth putting 50p on, well, isn't it? He's had a disastrous start to the season. He's going to be under so much pressure to perform. I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, him winning is not an well, impossibility. After last, after last year... I would, be, I, I, I would be amazed. But yeah, but, but it could. Uh, Crossroad for me. I can't see anybody else. I clearly know nothing because, of course, Joe got it right. Um, so it was a win for Jack Miller, which I said there are probably no way in a million years that Jack Miller would win. He did. His odds, actually, I think his odds are 20 to 1, actually. Um, now, okay, let, let's, give some, let's give some background here. Joe always says that Jack Miller's going to win. So please don't think he, he's an expert on MotoGP. Uh, and I said Quattararo, when he was leading comfortably, Quattararo. Yeah, did you, Miller chased him down. The, well, the, the gap was over a second. It was. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what happened? Because Quattararo tumbled to about. He finished about. He was outside the top ten. I think he's about twelve or maybe. He had something called arm pump. Yeah. The arm pump is is. Are you going to check? Going to check? I'll check where Quattararo. I'm going to say he must. It was. It, it might have been out of the points. Arm pump. I guess it's a bit like repetitive strain injury. Uh, it's very common amongst MotoGP riders. He was in agony. At the end of the race, he flipped up his sort of visor and you could see he was in absolute agony. These MotoGP riders, I mean, I mean, also take Mark Marquez. Now, Mark Marquez, as we know, has recently come back from a year out with, with injury. He had a massive crash in FP3. These MotoGP riders, they're so brave. I mean, you know, there's Marquez, you know, I tell you what, the bike came very close to hitting Marquez, and had that bike hit him, that would have been his career finished. These are they're so brave. So here we have Marquez riding, where you know one serious accident could be the end of his career. We have Quattararo persevering to the end when he's in agony, and we have Jack Miller, who under massive pressure from Ducati. Don't forget, he's only ever won one race. That was, that was in 2016. That was a, Netherlands. It was Aston. That's right. That was in the wet. His first ever dry win. So I, so I, mean, I don't really know very much about MotoGP, but I love Jack Miller. I mean, so. what but a the Ducati bike looks lovely. Yeah, I think. But what a contrast between MotoGP and F1. F1 results, yeah, same old, same old. MotoGP, Jack Miller. Nobody predicted Jack Miller to win. Second was he started third on the grid, didn't he? Yeah, he he qualified a great well. Start, great jump. Well, they always do. They 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 got launch control system. So, um, yeah, so it was Miller first, Bagnaia second. Nobody predicted Ducati. It's not a Ducati circuit. It's supposed to be a. Yamaha second. Third was who was third? Ah, Morbidelli. Morbidelli. Uh, Moto two. I predicted Sam Lowe's. He was second. I think it was won by. Um, oh, it's won by DJ Antonio. Uh, that was his first ever Moto two win. Although he should have won a couple of races the year before last. And I did get the prediction for Moto three right. I said. Pedro Acosta would win. He did. Very dramatic last corner. 
there, there was a there's a gaggle in them at the front, and the second and third places um, uh, sort of uh, collided and crashed. So very dramatic. Uh, yes. No, I, as you probably know, I, I came to recording this because of how much I loved F1. Yeah. This week, Ooh. I much preferred the MotoGP. So, much did you watch the highlights, or do you have BT Sport? What, what, what? I watched the full race. Did you? GP, I recorded it. Did you? But, because I thought well, I talked about it earlier, and I was I was thinking, let's see where Jack wow. Miller ends up. Gosh. Um, and I, and I much preferred watching MotoGP. Um, if if I knew how good a race the MotoGP would have been yeah. compared to F1, I would have gone with MotoGP. Yeah. I think my work and here. That's is, coming from someone. Who's I think I think we could say my work here is done. I've converted you to MotoGP. <laughs> Thing is, the moment you start watching MotoGP, I, it's one of the reasons why I can't watch Formula One. Yeah. Um, because they, as I said, they're so brave. These riders, they're, they're so talented. I think they're, last time when when the MotoGP riders at Portimao, yeah, and there's the undulation of the circuit, yeah, 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 someone yeah, got yeah. killed. Didn't they? Yes, it was. That was that that frightening crash mm. with, oh, it was the Moto Two rider, Can it, Aaron Canet. He came off. One of the scariest moments I've seen, actually. But there were lots of big accidents over the weekend, and they were, they all took place at Turn 7. At turn 7 is a fast left-hand sweeper. It's never been the scene of any accidents before. But I think it was to do with the fact that that part of the circuit maybe was in the shade in the morning or the track was cooler. Um, there, that's where Mark Ends crashed at Turn 7. Everybody was crashing at Turn 7, and, and it's a fast corner to go off. And the actual... Um, the, the 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 barrier isn't that far away from the actual track, so that they were saying that they might have to make some safety modifications to um, Hered because of that. But yeah, but yeah. I, I much prefer MotoGP. Oh, well, that's coming from an F1 motor. MotoGP is is where it's at, really. Right, let's move on. It was also really busy weekend. We had the first round of WC. Now I pre- I predicted that uh, LMP2 car would win. I got I got that wrong as it turned out. Um, although LMP2 car I think did lead into the first corner. Uh, it was a total one two. Um, no, it wasn't. It was a Toyota one three second. Here we go. Was the Alpine? Mm-hmm. The the Alpine. Um, well, it's not a hypercar because it's an old LMP one car, um, which has been grandfathered. The car looks amazing in, in in Alpine colours, by the way. I wouldn't say it was an exciting race. I say it was a really interesting race though, um, because these hypercars are nowhere near as fast as the old LMP ones. Uh, were and it's, it's much harder for them to lap the slower car, so it just made for a really interesting race. Um, going back to star ratings, I'm going to award stars for the MotoGP. MotoGP, I'm going to give that out of five stars. What are you going to give it? I think you might know Jack Miller won, so it's five stars. Five stars. <laughs> I'm going to give it, I thought it was a good race. I'm going to give it four stars. Four stars. Um, yeah, it was dramatic. Uh, it was there's lots of interest there as well. WEC out of five stars. I'm gonna give that three stars. I thought it was it was very interesting because obviously it's the first race of the hypercar formula. I've got a feeling that as the season goes on, and if Toyota win every race, if it's a Toyota one two every race, uh, it might become a little bit boring. But I thought that was really really interesting. Oh, hold on, folks. We said last week we're gonna make our predictions. We're gonna make a table uh, of our predictions. Uh, I've done that. The scoring system, uh, Joe, I'll explain to you. If you correctly predict the top three in the right order, you get 75 points. If you get any, uh, let's say just get one driver in the right position, you get 25 points. Uh, obviously, three of those make 75. If you get anybody in the top three, but not in the right order, you'll get 10 points. What it means is the table is as follows. We're all tied on 20 points. Yeah. Because all of us, what did we all do? We, we all went for a Verstappen win. Yeah. 
Hamilton second. And we all underestimated who? None of us had him in the top three. So as a result, we're all on 20 points each. Um, So there we go. I've got a feeling. Oh, Max never made it. I'm pretty sure Max might make it for part two, though. I I think for for us, we'll see him in 24 hours. For you, we'll see him in about three minutes or so. Yes. So that's the end of part one. Uh, And uh, as before, there's a rather nice musical interlude. So we'll see you in a minute. This was an SJC Radio production written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as tune in like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well